Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Krista. And you're listening to Practical Prepping Quick Tips. Are you ready for the next natural disaster or one of the little emergencies that life throws your way? Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This book is available from our website, on Amazon, or wherever books are sold. I'm not in the studio today, so you may hear a little bit of ambient background noise at times. I've been doing a lot of research recently on beginning prepping and what beginning preppers look for and need to know. And one of the things that I ran across, and this we've seen this recommended for a number of years, and I wanted to take a look today at the recommended Red Cross Family Survival Kit. So the title of this episode is Examining the Recommended Red Cross Family Survival Kit. The Red Cross has this line that says, have at least the following items. First item that they mention, and I believe this is the best order, is water. And they say one gallon per day, which we know, and they list a three-day supply for evacuation and a two-week supply at home. That comes out to 56 gallons for four people for a two-week lockdown or a two-week period of time without water in the house. So that's something that we need to think through. That's a lot of water. That lends us the idea of having renewable water source and a way to filter and purify that. Second, they list food, non-perishable, easy-to-prepare items. And again, they say a three-day supply for evacuation and a two-week supply at home. A two-week supply of food is not that hard to come up with in a relatively short period of time. We saw what happened with the snow in Texas a couple years ago. We saw what happened in California with 10 feet of snow this year. With 10 feet of snow, nothing's moving. You're not going to get food and no food's going to be brought to you. So look at that two-week supply. If you need to evacuate, you can grab a three-day supply of that food. And you might also want to even consider having a second bag of that food. And you might have it in such a way that it actually resides in your get-home bag with the things that we've talked about, with snacks, with jerky, with canned meat. I like tuna, and so I carry some tuna packed in water. And I can drain it and eat it right out of the can. I can heat it up if I want to. But that's just some things to consider, carrying those mixed nuts and the things that you could use in your get-home bag, but also have that if you have to evacuate. Number three, they list a flashlight. You know how I am about flashlights. One is not enough. Two is one, one is none. I've got one in my back pocket right now. I've got one in my EDC bag over here. I've got one out in my car. We need plenty of flashlights available. And this is a good place where you can use those very inexpensive dollar store type flashlights to have available for children. There used to be a time when our grandson, when I walked in the door, he wanted my flashlight. So 
I knew that it was going to need battery replacement after. And if we're in a situation where we have lights out, uh, they're going to want their own flashlights. So those inexpensive flashlights are a good thing to have and have extra batteries for those flashlights. Actually have extra batteries for every device that you have. And you're going to want some type of battery-powered radio and make that a NOAA weather radio if possible. Next thing that the Red Cross lists is we need at least a basic first aid kit. This could even be a boo-boo kit. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but if we're starting to build a family survival kit, we need to have that first aid kit in there. Now they also recommend seven day supply of all medications that we regularly take or any medical items that we need. So that needs to be in or near your survival kit as well. I don't have mine inside a survival kit, but I have my medications in a single bag that I can grab and go. They mentioned a multi-purpose tool. There's so many reasons to have a multi-purpose tool. It works as a screwdriver, it works as a knife, it works as a pair of pliers, and you can get these from inexpensive to very expensive, and you can get them with all types of tools on there. They mentioned sanitation and personal hygiene supplies. We saw what happened in the COVID situation with the lockdown and the toilet tissue shortage. We need to keep a stock just in case. And any personal hygiene items that you need, we need to keep at least one or two extra deodorants, at least one or two extra tubes of toothpaste, extra toothbrush, hair combs, those kinds of things. But anything that we need for personal hygiene needs to be in that kit. Now they mention on here copies of personal documents, your medication list, your medical information, proof of your address, deed, passports, birth certificates, insurance policies. You can use copies of all of these. This is what we've mentioned with the emergency binder. If you have to evacuate, then you grab that emergency binder to go with you. So this is kind of a secondary type of thing, but if you're just getting started, put these items in there. This is something we need to have every day because we carry our cell phone every day. We need to have chargers, extra charger. Uh, cables go out, the charging heads go out, so you need to have those extra as well. And then family and emergency contact information. We've talked about this on an episode where we built our family communications plan and that has every person in the family on both mine and Krista's side of the family and it has their email, it has their physical address, it has their phone numbers, cell phone numbers, it has their call signs if they are a ham radio operator and then it has the repeaters listed for the particular cities and really puts emphasis on the echo link repeaters because then using an echo link repeater I can talk from North Alabama to North Carolina or from North Alabama to Central Alabama. We have family in both, we have ham radio operators in both 
and so we commu can communicate back and forth with that. But we also have the emergency contact information in there, so if there's something that happens, we have the gas company's phone number. We have the electrical company's phone number. We have the water department's phone number. Those types of emergency contact information, we don't have to go looking for it, especially if the power is off and the router's not working. We can't access the internet. We need those in printed form, and then we emailed a copy to everyone that somewhat technically savvy that can protect and utilize that. And for the older folks and those that are not computer literate, we printed them out in large print and distributed those to the individuals. Now you need some extra cash. It's always good to have that extra cash. If it's in that survival kit, great. If it's not, it needs to be in a place where you can grab that if you had to evacuate and take that with you. We've covered so many things that extra cash could be necessary. Now this next one, I actually love these things. This is the emergency blankets. They're just a couple of bucks a piece, and we've got them in every bag. I've put them in hunting bags. I've carried them in my hunting coat. I've actually been in the woods when the wind and the weather and the temperature was so bad that I literally had to wrap up in those to be able to stay where I was, and they work great. I found out after about 20 minutes wrapped up in that thing, I had to unpeel it a little bit so I didn't burn up. Next thing that the Red Cross mentions here is maps of the area, and if we're going to do that, it's probably good to put a compass in there with it and you might want to pre-mark some areas on that. One would be, you know, reconnection areas. You need an area there at the house. You need one in the neighborhood. You probably need one regionally as to where you would reconnect if you are separated. Now they go on to say to consider the needs of all family members and add supplies to your kit as necessary. They mention medical supplies such as hearing aids and extra batteries, extra glasses, contact lenses, and such as that. I wear contacts and I have glasses. The contacts, I wear the extended wear. So when I replace that contact, I put the old contacts in a case and I keep the old set. Now I have a couple of those old sets that I can go to if I need to. So that's just something to keep in there. Baby supplies, how about baby formula, baby diapers? You really can't do without those things. I mean, there's alternatives, but they're so convenient to have them with you. How about pet supplies? Do you keep some of those in your emergency survival kit? Maybe an extra carrier, maybe an extra bowl for their food and water if you do have to evacuate. How about a leash for the dog? How about two-way radios? Those are good things to have. And then they add an extra set of car keys and house keys. And that's not a bad idea either. I'm always losing my primary set. And half the time I have to go with Krista's set when we're driving her car. And then here's one that we've talked about many, many times. A manual can opener. Tremendous item to have when you need it. So many folks today don't even have one in their house. You 
need that manual can opener so that you can open that shelf stable canned goods to be able to eat. And they go on and mention matches, rain gear, work gloves, blankets or sleeping bags. It's good to have extra clothes in there as far as an evacuation bag. And we've talked about those evacuation bags a number of times. Go back and find that. Listen to it. We just wanted to examine the recommended Red Cross Survival Family Kit, add a few things to that, make some comments on it, and we certainly do appreciate you being here with us. We so appreciate that. You take your time and you listen to us, and we would appreciate you sending us an email and letting us know that you enjoy the podcast suggest some subjects and topics that you would like to hear and we'll do some research and see if we can't include some of those topics again thank you for being here and as krista always says stuff happens stay prepared and we'll see you next time we hope you have enjoyed this episode of practical prepping quick tips would you consider supporting the podcast by buying us a cup of coffee go to the website practicalprepping.info and click on the link to buy me a coffee. You can contact us by email at info at practicalprepping.info. You can also contact us through Facebook and through the website. And until next time, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.